0: Welcome to The Forge, the podcast for barbers by Two Guys Who Know Hair. My name is Carson, and together with Kyle, I run Forge Hairscape, a men's grooming product line. Kyle is actually not going to be on the show today. Today, I am interviewing Ryan Golden. He is a banker in Florida, and I thought it would be good to just have a one-on-one conversation with him about this pandemic and the financial considerations of it, and how you can make sure as a barber that you are aware of all the options available to you and coming out of this pandemic as strong as possible whether that's with unemployment or an SBA loan or the PPP loans that the federal government has been doing. Please take a second to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps out the show a lot. You can find us on Instagram at ForgeHairscape or at our website, ForgeHairscape.com. So without further ado, Ryan Golden, everybody. All right. It is good to have you on, Ryan. Good to be here, dude. Can you walk us through a little bit what you what it is you do day-to-day with as far as like the financial side of the pandemic goes?
1: Yeah, man, without getting into the boring nitty-gritty stuff. Uh, so this pandemic hit everybody from the biggest corporations. I mean, if you watch the news, you see how it's hit airlines, major retailers, uh, and it sucks for everybody. But it's also hit the little guys. And I know obviously your audience is barbers and barbershops largely it's hit them really hard. Uh, haven't been a lot of people getting haircuts uh, and paying for those haircuts during the pandemic. Uh, Barbershops have been closed. So what we've done, you know, on the financial side of things is we've been given really an opportunity uh, through a number of avenues, largely like you mentioned, the PPP program, to step in and offer a loan uh which is, you know, in a lot of ways functions as a grant uh, to different people in different industries of all you know, shapes and sizes to help them through this unprecedented time. Right. Okay. So you kind of are
0: loaning for, to, you know, businesses to cover their expenses as well as, you know, the PPP program specifically
1: is, is generally for people on the payroll. Absolutely. So if you're a business, and once again, this is just generalization, not a specific uh, go talk to your local bank, uh, you, you know, whoever you bank with, uh, and really sit down with a lender, and they'll be happy to go over with you uh, while there's still time left for the next couple of weeks uh, how maybe this could or couldn't apply to you and your specific business. But uh, if you're a business with employees and you sit down, uh, the loan as it was originally designed is to cover you know majority payroll expenses. In other words, while the country was shut down, You can keep paying your employees, and thus they can keep paying their bills. And then it had a little wiggle room left in on the end for you to pay things uh, that they call qualified business expenses. So we're talking about things like utilities, uh, if you're paying rent on your building, stuff like that. Uh, But they realized quickly that wasn't sort of the catch-all solution to help everybody's problems. So, you know, this thing has changed. I know there was one week the rules changed six times. Um, wow, it's an unprecedented situation. I'll probably say that a thousand times, but like, it can't be said enough, uh, from us to the guys in DC, uh, guys and gals up there, uh, you know, it's kind of learning as you go, figuring out what works, what doesn't work, changing the rules when you need to, but they sort of switched things around and made it more accessible pretty quickly to people who are paid, uh, as 1099, uh, workers which I know applies a lot to the sector that is probably listening right now.
0: Right, that's actually what I was going to go into. I know, like, at this point in the stage, just because we're we're so, you know, I wanted to get you on earlier, but you guys had, you know, hundreds or thousands of applications. Oh, yeah. Um, and y'all were working, I know, nonstop from what you told me yeah. those first few weeks. Um, but, you know, at this point, I imagine most barbershop owners have gotten their SBA loans to cover their expenses. But, yeah, like, as you mentioned, like, the way this industry is set up is a lot of the time, most of the time, in fact, the barbers are, you know, either renting a chair and and they're paid as as 1099 employees, or they're technically self-employed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's that's kind of like a a tricky ground. It seems like because like they don't have a traditional job where it's as you know you know if this weren't a pandemic and they got you know laid off, they wouldn't be getting unemployment. The way that you know a normal employee is. So what's what are the solutions for for someone who is just you know he's not a shop owner but he's just cutting hair at a barbershop, renting a chair and getting paid at as ten ninety nine.
1: Yeah. So uh, again, um, that same ten ninety nine paid worker, they themselves need to go uh, find a lender, talk to your lender. Uh, I recommend first going to the bank that you already bank with, saying hey, do you guys offer the PPP loan? And if your bank does, work with them, talk with your lender, and you yourself, uh, as opposed to you know, having a business that gets a loan to pay its workers, well, you're the business and you're also the worker in the situation of a 1099 employee. So you'll get your own PPP loan uh, and you'll pay yourself out of that. And again, when it comes to documentation and loan forgiveness, you'll discuss that with your lender a little further and figure out how to get that loan forgiven.
0: Wow. Okay. So I know that, you know, because of the pandemic, they Mm -hmm. started to include unemployment for gig workers, for freelancers. But what you're saying is you can actually get a PPP loan rather than unemployment and pay yourself that way um, as a 1099.
1: Yeah. in, In a lot of cases, that's what we've seen happen. And, you know, it's not just been barbers, it's been real estate agents, it's been interior designers it's been painters and, and people like that, uh, people who work for themselves uh, uh, or get paid out as 1099 employees, uh, or uh, workers I should say. Uh, the maximum loan size on these is two and a half times uh, your monthly uh, 1099 or net self-employment income over the past 12 months. So the easy version of that okay. is you know, they take 12 months worth of what you've been paid out, uh, divide that by 12, and then multiply what they get by two and a half and that's how much you're eligible to get in a check.
0: Understand. Okay, so on that topic, I guess at this point, most barbershops start to open back up. Mm -hmm. So can you get paid retroactively for this stuff? Can you... Um, let's say that you, you kind of sat on your hands, you didn't realize you could apply for, for a PPP loan, maybe you didn't even file for unemployment. Mm-hmm. Um, can you still go back and apply today for those you know two and a half months, two months you missed of, of work?
1: So it's uh, not as much as retroactive pay as it would be. This is a program they opened a window for. They've extended the window a little bit. So uh, what you have right now, uh, I guess the best without getting into legalese, the best way to word this is you have until June 30th and you can still apply and still get that two and a half times, uh, your average average monthly pay. So yes, you still have a window. It's not too late.
0: I guess it's not retroactive pay because it's not really unemployment. It's more of a loan. Yeah. It's more of a loan to pay yourself going forward. Okay. So let's say you're a barber on 1099. You, you apply for that PPP Mm -hmm. loan today, you get approved. Uh, You get your two and a half months, you know, Mm -hmm. salary, so to speak. Is that forgivable? Do you have to pay that back in the future or or is that just you get the money and it's yours to keep?
1: Okay. That is an awesome question and one that we get asked all the time. I wish there was a more cut and dry answer, but uh, the reality of the situation is they're coming out with new forgiveness rules all the time. This is what I can tell you. The loan is forgivable, meaning it can be forgiven. Now, there are going to be people who get these loans, and they don't follow the guidelines set forth by the SBA, and there aren't, they aren't going to get their loans forgiven. But if you go to the SBA's website, sba.gov, they have a, a breakdown that gives bullet points. They make it easy for the average person to read, know what they can you know, do with their money, uh, what they don't need to do with their money. It's honestly, and this is opinion, not fact, probably a little simpler for a 1099 uh, worker to figure out how to spend this money. Since, you know, they're spending right. it, they're paying themselves out of it. Uh, it they're not having to divide it up, you know, typically between a bunch of other workers or something like that. Maybe a little bit more complicated for a business. But, yeah, you can get this loan forgiven potentially. And uh, in that case, it functions more as a grant uh, to take care of you during these tough times.
0: So is this, deter- this PPP loan determination, is it based on, like, when is it based on the 12 months? Is it, is it 2019 or 2018?
1: That depends, man. So uh, again, I have to say this every time, even though it's boring, talk to your lender, uh, work with your accountant, work with your professionals in your life to figure out the best situation for you. But uh, if you haven't filed your taxes for t- uh, 2019 yet, uh, they're going to look at 2018 numbers on that. Uh, if you okay. have filed your taxes, uh, they're going to want returns for the past year. So it, it really depends on the right. last year that you filed taxes for already.
0: Right. So let's say, and, and we don't condone this. um, and I know you can't speak too much on tax stuff. Um, let's let's say that you know you kind of were a hustler and you, you didn't really report your taxes accurately. And in and 2018, and let's say you haven't filed yet in 2019. Is it you know is it too late to go ahead and report your taxes for last year so that you can you can get that two and a half that PPP loan?
1: Oh, it's absolutely not too late uh, to to get out there and report your taxes. Uh, which is obviously something we do condone. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> we, we should
0: be fine on our taxes, guys. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So they've extended that deadline. Uh, the last I've seen, I believe, is July 15th. Uh, you have until then, uh, from what the IRS has said. Right. So
0: I imagine like, if you were to underreport your taxes in the past, then you would have kind of been screwing
1: yourself on this PPP loan because you wouldn't be getting as much. I imagine in that theoretical situation, that person <laughs> would have been theoretically screwing themselves going forward. Right. So guys, if you haven't
0: filed your taxes for this year, and maybe you underreported last year, you know it's not too late to to go ahead and file your taxes and report those numbers accurately. And and still, you still have two weeks to apply for that PPP loan. So that's awesome. That could help out a lot of a lot of barbers in the industry because that's one of the things that you know we're trying to do on this podcast is bring value. And I, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of barbers already knew that, but I'm sure there's also some that that didn't know that, and maybe they hadn't got unemployment and they were just kind of you know trying to get by for the last two and a half months
1: yeah that's the whole point of this whole program you know Uh, obviously everybody seeks to benefit off whatever they do but when the whole nation gets hit so hard by something uh, this was honestly something aside from political views uh, it's just aimed at helping people out whether it's barbers or business owners or whatever it's just something aimed at helping people out in a tough time
0: right great okay enough about the financial stuff guys if you're out there (laughs) that's why i got you on here man but um so barbers if if you haven't uh you know talk to your accountants talk to your banks figure out what's the best solution is for you whether it's that ppp loan um, or whether it's traditional unemployment and uh yeah i guess that's about it as far as the financial stuff go but let's let's talk about like the industry in general i know Just from like, cause we're, you know, it's, you know, we're in a recession right now. I wonder if, uh, if this is going to affect, you know, the industry as a whole, as far as like what styles and, and, and what becomes popular.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, I remember reading an article years ago about how the last recession in the late, uh, like 2008, 2009, that turned into that lumberjack chic. Uh, I think it was called the lumber sexual movement uh okay. when guys were wearing flannels guys were growing out beards uh growing out their hair in some cases uh that was like a huge movement for like beard oil and stuff like that that kind right. of wasn't a thing and then became a thing so it's interesting to think about what we may see out of this current recession
0: right it's true it's just like it becomes a thing where it's like you know i think maybe it hasn't caught up yet because people mm-hmm. are so used to you know we've been in a great economy for like 11 years so people are used to getting their hair cut all the time yeah. And their hair's been growing out for two months, so they're just ready to get that normal cut again. But, you know, if this recession is prolonged, then it, it gets to a point where, you know, you're not getting any more go- money from the government. it just, a, you know, recession continues. Then I could think it kind of becomes a thing where you can't afford to get your hair cut every, every two and a half weeks necessarily. So you're more inclined to grow it out and, and make something work with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if you were the same guy who was running to the grocery store, and spending $40 trying to stock up on toilet paper and canned goods and reckoning with the crisis that I'm not working for who knows how long, people I know may get sick, and I may run out of these things that I need, it stands to reason that going forward, you're going to be permanently changed and kind of wonder what's essential, what's not essential going forward. Right.
0: Um, it is interesting. I know like even like beyond the lumberjack thing, like I, I almost think there's like long hair and like the Justin Bieber... Like, long, yeah, swoopy hair. Like in, you know what I mean? Like, that seemed yeah. like it was more of a thing right in, like, kind of 2008 after that recession. Um, yeah. And I don't know how much of it was caused by that, but but it is interesting that it seems like when the economy's good, it's, like, you know, short and tight. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of, you know, there's a lot of color in the, in the industry right now. But, um, you know, that kind of ex- extraneous stuff might might go away or might be less popular when people don't have as much disposable income.
1: Yeah, and you know, to keep it from getting too pessimistic on the, the barbershop side of things, uh I don't think it's a matter of will people keep paying to get their hair because that's definitely gonna keep happening. There's a reason right. some people refer to, you know, barbershops as a recession proof industry. That's true. But like people are going to go with more salt of the earth, utilitarian, uh I don't even know how to put it, you know, lumberjack grown out <laughs> earthy styles of, of hair, or that's what we've seen in the past. It seems like. Right. Right.
0: It's, it's going to be interesting because, and you know, obviously we, we wish the best, at, you know, if the, if the barber industry declines and, you know, our, our company declines as well. Um, but it's going to be interesting because since 2008, men's grooming has exploded. It's, mm-hmm. it's completely blown up from men's products to just the amount of barbershops. There's almost, you know, there's a barbershop on, Every other street corner, it seems like, mm-hmm. and so when you have people getting their haircut every three weeks, it there's more room for a ton of barbershops. Mm-hmm. So whereas, like you know, barbershops, you know, I would say they used to be more recession proof. It's like, I almost wonder when there's so many of them now, um, if people start going their hair out, there, they're getting their haircut less, and uh, you know, obviously we we hope for the best, but yeah, it could, uh, it could be a situation where. You know, there's people are getting less haircuts and there's too many barbers out there.
1: Yeah, well, I think you're going to see something. And once again, I'm uh, I can't see the future, mm-hmm. but I think what you're going to see, uh, look to the restaurant industry, uh, because similar to getting a haircut, you know, getting food is actually even more essential. Uh, but when right. recessions happen, like the one we're in right now, what are the restaurants that are surviving and have made the most money through all this? They're the ones that innovated that had a quality product. Right. And they thought, you know, a lot of cases, you know, we can't have people sitting inside like we have for 50, 60 years now. So right. we're going to focus on carry out. We're going to be on all the apps. We're going to do deli- We're going to do what we have to do to survive. And they innovated. Uh, so if you're a barbershop owner, I can't cut hair as good as you. Uh, if you can <laughs> see me right now, you'd know that. Uh, my mom was a hairstylist growing up. So, you know, I've been kind of around the industry, but uh, I don't know hair like you do. But what I do know is if you're the guy who focuses on a quality product and you innovate, you're going to be okay. Those are the companies that are going to be stronger coming out of this. You can't just
0: sit there and let it happen to you. You've got to be proactive. You've got to be thinking of ways to, to stay engaged with your customers. Um, but yeah, I think, I think a lot of barbers... Um, you know from what I've seen like a lot of barbers have been you know they've been renovating their shops they've been yeah you know getting out gift cards in advance um and I think a lot of people have kind of rally behind their barbers so it's been it's been positive to see and you're seeing barbers do things that um I know this one barber um I can't remember his name his name's Andre he, he put out this rap video um <laughs> about um you know getting back in the chair and it was actually it's actually pretty good we shared it on our page but um it didn't get cringy I, no man, it was it was so good. Like you should honestly see this video. It is nice. it's incredible. His name's uh, so his name's Andres. His Instagram's at Andres the Barber nine five six. He put out this like incredible video about just like how he wants to cut again, and it was it was pretty awesome. And like I know he like he does have a passion for rapping. It seems like, but he mm-hmm. did hadn't been putting out as many videos as as he had you know before the pandemic hit. And he I guess he had extra time on his hands and. It was pretty good. Dude, you should, you should pause real quick and watch it. All right, so we just paused to listen to the rap video, and we're back.
1: Dude, that was lit. It was pretty, it was pretty incredible, Dude, man. That, like, that had like musical value, but also like the point that he hit on like at the very end, I mean, if he wasn't hustling, like those are the people right now, like I just mentioned, you know, with innovation. People who are really getting it before are the people who are going be getting it after. Right, that's true. That's true. Um Dude, what a rap. It's
0: it's good, man. It, it, he does have a point. He kinda calls some people out that are that are, you know, talking about hustling, but they're not necessarily hustling. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's I was like super impressed by it. And it was uh well Definitely he put it he's too. put it out a couple more since then, but it's it's uh it's pretty good. So guys out there, check out uh at Andre's the Barber nine five six. Check out
1: that rap if you haven't heard it. Um it was it's, it's pretty good. Man, I'm still um, in awe at how good that was. I wasn't expecting something with that much production value.
0: I know, man. The video's good too. It's not even yeah. just a
1: rap. Like the video is is sick. It was
0: uh, it was pretty awesome. All right. Well, I guess that's about it. We, you know, I, I wanted to have you on to go over this financial stuff. By you know, some mm-hmm. people in the industry might not be aware of everything, and I think you answered everything pretty quickly and pretty uh, pretty efficiently. So, I want to. I appreciate you
1: coming on, Ryan. Um, Absolutely, dude. Anything you want to plug? Yeah, dude. And uh, you know it's not about me personally. Uh, I just want to plug, you know, go to your local banks right now. Uh, go to your smaller local bank, go to the bank you trust, uh, whoever you've been working with, just sit down and talk with the guys and gals there. Uh, give them five or 10 minutes and see if they can point you in the right direction to help you out. Uh, and you know, if you're not working with an accountant, talk to your accountant. The best advice I can give you is to try and use every option you have at your disposal. To come out of this crisis as strong as you can be. Uh, right. So uh, that's all I've got.
0: I agree. I agree. Good advice, man. That was Ryan Golden, everyone. I know you're used to hearing people on this podcast that are in the barbering industry, but I thought it would be beneficial to have someone who understands the financial side of things to go over the different options available to you. So I hope you learned something and got value out of this podcast. You can find us on Instagram at forgehairscape or at our website forgehairscape.com. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast, and until next time, this has been The Forge.